0: Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole.
1: Hey there, Hollister. It's O'Toole, and we are podcasting live tonight from Bentonville, Arkansas. We
0: are where the first Bentonville Film Festival is taking place. It opened this morning. And the festival was
1: co founded and is being chaired by the Oscar winning actress, Gina Davis.
0: Yes. I mean, who doesn't love at least one or more of her movies over the last 30 years.
1: Yeah, so we thought for this week's podcast, we would include some really thought-provoking clips from Gina Davis's press conference this morning, as well as a quick look back at some of her just greatest works on the screen. So that means we would start, of course, with her Oscar-winning turn as Muriel Pritchett in the 1988 film The Accidental Tourist. Yes, great film.
0: What do you do, Mr. Leary? I write travel guidebooks. Accidental Tourist
2: yes you're my hero you know i love you but i can't live with you anymore
3: i want a divorce maker. you think about it and give me a call muriel yeah. remember muriel pritchett or just call for no reason call and talk talk sure don't you ever get the urge to do that
0: Not really.
1: So William Hurt's character in that movie, he was a travel writer. It starred, of course, Kathleen Turner as well. By
0: the way, Kathleen Turner is an underrated actor. She is. She is really, really good, and she should be getting roles now. She would be very good in things like Marigold Hotel. She would. She would be excellent. Mm-hmm. she has a comedic sense about her she's good anyway I'm just moving along well you know that year that she was in the excellent Tourist, she
1: was the hasty pudding woman of the year at Harvard there University yep well they had her to Harvard and I think she might have just gotten a karma bank debit that year because as they were parading her down Massachusetts Avenue she said she thought it might be the first year ever that an actress would be nominated for an Oscar three times that actress being her for excellent <laughs> tourists okay I no
0: longer why <laughs>
1: I just wanted to play a clip of um, Gina Davis winning her Oscar back in 1988. The Oscar was actually presented by... Let me see. A married couple. Or I think they were married at the
0: time. It's got to be Don Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and... Um... Oh, my gosh. Dakota's mother. Dakota's mother, Melanie Griffith. Yes.
1: You know, just watching this clip, I had such a flashback because recently they were on Saturday Night Live together. yes. I saw that. Talking about their daughter's role in Fifty Shades of Grey. Which neither
0: one one of them has seen, so it seemed very odd that they would be (laughs) out there talking about it. But anyway, we digress. Yes, but check out this
1: clip. Um, Okay, I'm going to play it for you now. And what amazing competition there was that year for Best Supporting Actress
3: the nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role are my wonderfully talented colleagues. From Working Girl,
0: Joan Cusack.
3: From The Accidental Tourist, Gina Davis.
0: From Mississippi Burning, Frances McDormand.
3: From Dangerous Liaisons, Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Also from Working Girls, Sigourney Weaver.
3: Mm-hmm. And the Oscar goes to
1: Gina, Gina Davis, Davis. Davis, the accidental tourist.
3: well wow, I, I sort of can 't believe I have to go first um, i 'm very thrilled. Um, I think first of all, I should thank Ann Tyler for writing such a wonderful book and uh, yeah um, and after that, pretty much everything else uh, I, I think goes to my dear friends Larry Kaz and, and um, Bill hurt and um, Let's see, I'd also like to thank Ruth Myers, our wonderful costume designer, David Eidenberg and Susan Geller, uh, my my wonderful acting coach, Roy London, and my my other wonderful acting coach and uh, darling husband, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Thank you to all the members of the Academy. gina davis
1: there thanking her then husband jeff goldblum and jeff goldblum and gina davis starred together in a movie in the late 80s and that movie
0: was it can't be earth girls Are yes earth girls are easy yes and as your
1: reward i'm gonna oh my god yes i'm gonna play a little clip here from okay. do you remember
0: uh by the way a lot of people never saw that film and i don't think you really need to go back in time anymore. i don't know i think this
1: one song might be worth it okay so yep. Go. Okay, so since Hollister, for whatever reason, is demanding substance... Are we up to Thelma? We're up to Thelma! Okay, Okay. so Gina Davis was nominated for another Oscar. Thelma and Louise came out, of course, in 1991. An iconic film. Um, And this is my little bit of trivia about Thelma and Louise, written by Callie Corey. Do you know one of the um, distinguishing features of her screenplay, Thelma and Louise?
0: I actually do know, but I don't want to take away your thunder... (laughs)
1: okay all right even if you're bluffing okay no um, it was handwritten it was handwritten so the last screenplay to be optioned by a big Hollywood studio that actually was submitted by hand she didn't have a typewriter or computer she wrote it pen on paper
0: but so much more important than that is I remember very well you have to remember when the trailer for Thelma and Louise came out now keep in mind it's the same year that Anita Hill oh is uh, uh, talking on the hill right, right. I mean which and then it was the first year four women were were elected to the Senate. So wow. it was sort of like the year when all of a sudden we were sitting up a little straighter thinking maybe we could do things. And this trailer comes out about these two girls that go on a lark. And the cops end up chasing them. We, of course, don't know why. The trailer did not at all um, let you know what was going to happen in the movie.
3: Thelma.
2: I'll get it! Thelma, haven't told you I can't stand it when you holler in the morning? I'm sorry, doll.
3: I just didn't want you to be late. Hey, how you doing,
2: little housewife? Louise.
3: Yeah, I still have to ask Daryl if I can go. You mean you haven't asked him
2: yet? Thelma, is he your husband or your father? Thelma and Louise are going fishing. How come Daryl let you go? Because I didn't
3: ask him. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna kill you!
2: I left him a note. (laughs) Thelma and Louise are going to catch hell.
3: I'll have a wild turkey straight up and a coke back, please. Thelma! Oh, what? Tell me something.
2: Is this my vacation, or isn't it? Did you see his butt? <laughs> Thelma, have you lost your mind? <laughs> I'm, uh, Investigator How Slocum, Arkansas State Police. You get your butt back here, Thelma. Now,
3: as you know, we've tapped your phone. What? Maybe you got a few too many parking tickets. Uh.
2: Tell me what happened. <laughs> you're getting in deeper every moment you're gone. You wanna step back and get in your car again, please?
3: Now, I swear, three days ago, neither one of us would've ever pulled a stunt like this, but if you was able to meet my husband, you'd understand why. What? Boys, shoot the radio. The police radio, Louise. Got it. Thelma and Louise.
2: Hey, like the vacation so far? Little <laughs> we'll bit drinking margaritas by the sea, Mama Cita.
0: So we all went to the movie, and we all were giddy high when we left. But the truth is, I think Thelma and Louise is one of the great tragedies. I oh. do. I think. When you think about it, that the only recourse they had was to drive off a cliff.
1: Hollister, you know, if you had been driving, we would have made it across the canyon.
0: <laughs> well, I almost killed her today. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, we were all high and everyone talked about it. But the but the fact is, she was this man was trying to rape her, so she kills him. Mm-hmm. And they're so frightened that no one will believe them that they go on the lamb And it begins this... This downward spiraling trap of there's no way out. Well, you know this is another bit of trivia from the screenplay. It is a
1: tragedy. In the original screenplay, Callie Corey beheaded the attacker, and the director Ridley Scott said that is too much. Viewers will turn off. Well,
0: you know there are those that say it could not be made today. That you would because well because um, you know it's 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 too violent. The women's response is you know that right now in today's world it would not be as received as it was then. But I remember walking out of the theater feeling like, just a little bit taller. It was almost when the, what was that Michael Douglas movie? Um, oh, Fatal Attraction? Right, Fatal Attraction. Oh. I remember going to Fatal Attraction with my then husband, H2, <laughs> and um, a friend of mine and her husband. And we went to dinner afterward. They didn't speak during dinner. Really? Neither one, no, it was a big deal. Oh, like, this was after you, Fatal Attraction. Of course, because oh. there was this great empowerment. And it was the same kind of feeling when we left. But the truth is, looking back on that movie years later, I think it's a very sad tale. And I don't think there's anything funny about it. Well, do you remember how controversial
1: it was? It made the cover of Time Magazine, I believe. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of men were up in arms because they said that there weren't any good guys in the movie. And I beg to differ. I thought Harvey Keitel, who played the cop, I thought he was pretty empathetic. And well, it was
0: the first role for... Uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, okay, Brad Pitt gets a special yeah. mention.
1: But the person who I was thinking of who there... Who plays dumb
0: blonde, which, by the way, is part of why... You know, men hated that film. He yeah. plays a dumb blonde. That movie
1: made Brad Pitt. That's the that's the movie where he became a household word. But do you know
0: who it came down
1: to? There was another actor they were seriously considering for that role. Um, I think I've read it, but I don't remember. George Clooney. Okay. Yeah, George Clooney was called back multiple times, and they ended up in the end giving it to Brad. Well, Pitt. it's so funny they ended up friends. They the ended end. up yeah, friends. Exactly. You know, Thelma and Louise. Um, but the character who I thought was very empathetic was um, played by Michael Madsen, who played Susan Sarandon
0: love interest i thought he was very now by the way he was very funny there was humor in there when he was like really you know you know Mm -hmm. you could just hear you know the verbiage of today really seriously you're gonna keep driving you know like you've got to turn yourself in it's uh, it's anyway, I think it's one of uh, one of her finer films for sure. Love Thelma and Louise and um, great, great role for Brad Pitt. We're going to skip the big one. We're going to skip um, A, League A League of, of Their Own, own because we're going to the imp- baseball game later this week. And we'll tell you about it later. That's
1: right. So A League of Their okay. Own gets its own special exactly. podcast. Um, but Gina Davis has also distinguished herself on TV. Um, she won the Golden Globe for the show Commander-in-Chief, where she played the first female president of the United States. Now here
0: are the nominees
3: for Best Actress TV Series Drama.
2: As a crime-solving psychic.
3: Patricia Arquette, medium.
2: As a no-nonsense police captain, Glenn Close, The Shield.
0: As the president of the United States, Gina Davis. (laughs) Commander-in-Chief!
2: As the talented police interrogator, Kira Sedgwick, the closer. As the willful
0: and cunning niece of Caesar, Polly Walker, Rome.
2: And the Golden Globe goes to... Read it, lovely.
3: Gina Davis, the <laughs> in Caesar. Well, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm very happy, and I, I want to let the Hollywood Forum Press know that... Um, I'm delighted. This is really wonderful for uh, a fledgling little show like ours. It's, it's such a pleasure. And, you know, uh, as I was coming in, uh, I felt a little tug at my skirt and I looked and there was a little girl, maybe eight or ten, in her first party dress and and she said, you know, because of you, I want to be president someday. Aww. And, uh... <laughs> and I, I just... I well that didn't actually happen. But uh <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> But but it could have. It it very well could have, and if I was in the farmlands of Nebraska or or somewhere, there could have been a, a little girl tugging at my dress. And and were that uh, to be the case, then all of all of this would, would be worth it. I so want to thank
0: <laughs> sometimes women get to play roles where they're a really big deal, but you know, something about them is a little crazy. Oh. And She didn't play it that way. She was really a woman empowered. It was a a good role for her. And, of course, what was amazing about this is Gina Davis did an amazing job.
1: She wins the Golden Globe. She's nominated for an Emmy, and then the show was canceled. Um, So it was pretty short-lived. Why was it canceled, do you know? You know, I don't know, but perhaps it was a little bit, you know, before it's time because... What show just got renewed that reminds you of Commander-in-Chief? And here's your clues. Okay, in Commander-in-Chief, they called Gina Davis Madam President. She wasn't elected. Are you she... going to say
0: Madam Secretary?
1: Yes, Madam Secretary. Okay, there you go. Okay, and then uh, Gina Davis's most recent turn on TV oh, was Nicole... on...
0: Yes, Dr. Nicole Herman, and she plays a really tough surgeon. You can't drop a bomb like I have a brain tumor and expect me to decide
3: anything. I need to know more. You don't need to know anything that you don't already know. Okay, great. Why the pills? I'm getting a migraine. You're not helping.
0: Sort of a mean surgeon. And her husband is a surgeon. And apparently they actually use his hands in some of the Grey's Anatomy's uh, shooting that they do. Is that That is true. You know what?
1: I'm just going to have to insert a clip here from Gina Davis on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I just thought it was so funny talking about her now husband, who, who is a surgeon.
2: Now, your husband yeah. is a surgeon
0: in real life. He is a
3: surgeon. Does he yeah. critique your uh, your technique and your? He he wormed his way onto the show. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He actually he knows the medical consultant who works uh, with Grays and he's actually done hand inserts on Grays before. Oh, they hire real surgeons to do you know if it's a tricky operation. They, you know, and they cut to the actor looking like they're doing it <laughs> and uh so he knew her and unbeknownst so he calls her up and says hey get me on a uh you know in a scene with gina and uh says i'm going to be on the show with you like, <laughs> off my show what are you, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> so he just says uh, yeah um, um i'm hoping that you'll be doing the operation i was going to be doing a, a c-section i hope when you're doing it and then i'll be able to say here let me let me show you i said insane. <laughs> I'm in the show. Yeah, I'm the
2: surgeon in no, the no, show. No, I'm the expert. <laughs> These doctors don't know anything. But they really does. don't.
0: <laughs> it's a great role. First of all, it uh it takes a twist where, you know, she's mean. I mean people are afraid of her, but she's a genius and she doesn't care what anybody thinks because she's all about the work. And it turns out um she actually uh becomes blind so obviously must leave the show because you know it's hard Uh, to be a surgeon when you're blind oh dear (laughs) even on Grey's Anatomy where miracles do happen over and over again but she's really really good and well worth the watch you know this season I think she was one of the highlights for sure
1: and Shonda Rhimes of course the creator of Grey's Anatomy she is one of the board members of this inaugural year of the Bentonville Film Festival and I just want to include an excerpt here that I thought was super interesting it was Gina Davis this morning quoting Shonda Rhimes you know
3: I was on a panel with Shonda Rhimes last week and she said the greatest thing. Somebody was introducing her and saying she's a pioneer and she's revolutionizing and all that. She said, no, 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 no I'm not. I'm showing reality. Uh, uh, I'm not an outlier. This is, I'm just showing the actual population of the world, which is very diverse and half female. You know.
1: And of course, I think this is a good segue over to um, a brief mention of Gina Davis and her work as the founder and chair of a nonprofit organization called the Institute on Gender and Media.
0: Yeah, gender and media. Well, there's a question. (laughs) Well, it is always odd to me that we represent 51% of the population and we just don't take that power we don't bring it to the screen. Yeah,
1: and Gina Davis pointed out today that her institute, you know, they they look at all of these numbers and they realized that even in crowd scenes in Hollywood movies on average Females only represent 17% of crowds.
0: Well, by the way, what was interesting about the 17% is it's the same percentage as in the 40s. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, hello, we haven't made any progress whatsoever. Right. But she also pointed out that um, she told mm-hmm. this great story about how you can make a small difference by making a suggestion wherever you go uh, to try to make sure that the young girls have a mirror into themselves and then also a window into that which they aspire to be, which are the two. two primary things that I personally believe um, a young a young girl needs to have. So when I was
3: making Stuart Little, there's a scene with a boat race and uh, with uh, remote control boats and I was watching the assistant director set up a scene and he would pick a little boy extra, like give him a remote and have him sit down and then pick a little girl to stand behind him as his cheerleader and so I was going down the road with all the boys having their And I, I said, hey, Louis, what do you think half the remarks to girls, and he said, yes, yes, of course, and, and that's like the tiniest example, but it happens everywhere we go. Every time we go to a studio and present the research, their jaws are on the ground. They had no idea they were leaving out that many female characters, and every time, I can pretty much say that every time some project has changed right in the room, uh, that they say, I, I, have to go I have to go change this oh my god I didn't realize and uh the fixes are easy um it's a lot easier in front of the screen than behind the screen
1: and Jean Davis definitely doing some great great work um even with the United Nations she's an official partner of UN Women
0: and we have to talk about her partner too because you know it's always the one who who everybody knows who gets all the photos and everything else but um Uh, Mr. Drinkwater, which is her partner in this, uh, really put this festival together, I think. And so far, the movies have been great. We're very excited.
1: Yep, And um, two last bits of trivia about Gina Davis. Okay. She is also a world-class athlete. As if being an Oscar-winning actress is not enough. At one point, she was the 13th ranked archer in the United States. And I, I believe she tried out for the U.S. Olympic team in
0: archery. Well, who knew? You know, I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. Well, not only that, it's, Archery is a brain game, and she's oh. a smart girl. She she's is a smart girl. girl. She is a member
1: of Mensa, mm-hmm. the Genius Society. Yep. And one other piece of trivia, do you know the movie where she got her first credited role? The
0: movie where so she got her first Earth credited role? So Earth Girls are role. easy,
1: but it is from the 80s.
0: Um, give me the leading man.
1: Dustin Hoffman. Tootsie. Well done. Ah. Well done, Hollister.
0: Thank you. <laughs> okay, we hope to see you later, Gina, and uh, and congratulations on doing more than just being an amazing actor. Uh, congratulations on doing more than being a smart girl. Congratulations on doing more than being beautiful. Uh, you really are trying to make change one step at a time, and that's the best way to do it.
1: And thanks for having Screen Thoughts Yay. here in Arkansas.
2: Meet Jane. See Jane. See her? She makes up half the world's population. But you wouldn't know it by watching kids' media. On screen, Jane is outnumbered by a ratio of three to one. When she is there, a lot of time it's purely as eye candy. And girls everywhere are watching. On average, over seven hours a day. If they see Jane, it's with little to say, few career options, and even fewer aspirations. But we can change. Meet Jane. See Jane? She is half the world's population. She has important things to say. And she can be anything she wants to be. But to empower girls, we need to see Jane. If she can see it, she can be it.